So if you're on Nigerian Twitter or the Nigerian social media space, you may have heard this clip I'm about to play. And the whole concept is good girl no they pay, aka there's no point trying to be a goody two shoes and doing everything right because you're still going to end up losing. And a couple of weeks ago, I got to moderate a question and answer session for like a young adult conference. It's actually really well attended, maybe around 200 people. It was on Zoom and somebody asked this question. So they said, recently, good girl no pay sentiment is loud and seeping into my thinking. Plus, it feels like unmarried Christian women are waiting for husbands into their 30s. Any encouragement from me and the community or something along those lines, because that was me paraphrasing what they said. And um, I just kind of want to talk about that today. This idea that good girl know they pay. And I actually think it's true. Let me just add that to AKA um, spoiler alert. I think it's true that good girl know they pay. But what does that mean then for Christian women or Christians or people who are used to being morally upright and just feeling like there's no advantage to being a good girl in quotes. So that's what we're talking about today. Normally, the first thing I would ask is pay what? When you say good girl, no, they pay. Pay what? Like, what are you trying to to get from being a good girl? But it helps that this question actually clarifies and it says um, there's a real fear that women, Christian women are waiting to their 30s for husband, uh, for husbands rather, and um, the good girl know the pay sentiment is rising out here. So the payments you're looking for in this case is the husband. Do you want to start something you cannot finish? If you switch over to good girl know the pay mentality to gain husband, then you have to stay there. So if you're trying, if you feel like this whole looking for, you know, a great, a great Christian guy. It's not about, it's not my jam. And I just want, I just want to be married. You can't find any guy to marry. You can find somebody who is, you know, down to have sex before marriage and do all of that good stuff that good, you know, the pay mentality people are referring to. And I think in the, the clip, this clip is by Bob Risky, by the way, I think he's talking about hooking up and everything. <sighs> if that's what you want to do, if that's the payment you want, then go ahead. I mean, if that's really what you want, go ahead. But like, if you're saying that you're just feeling discouraged, uh, which is where the question ends, looking for encouragement. If you're really just feeling discouraged, and I want to start by your focus. What are you looking at? Where is your focus? Right? Like, w- this is something that's going on in the world, and you're seeing it, and you're saying that it's, it's sipping into your mentality. So in some ways, you're focusing too much on what the world is doing, that you're feeling very, you're feeling worn out. And honestly, discouragement is, <clears throat> it's a part of life. It's a part of life. That there are some seasons where you just feel like everything is, you're doing everything right and nothing is happening. Nothing is coming out of it. That is a part of life. I just posted something on Instagram about, um, you know, God will give you more than you can handle because people always like to say that, oh, God won't give you more than you can handle. Like he gives his strongest battles to his uh, strongest soldiers or something like that. And I'm just like, I beg, I beg, miss me with the bamboozlement because I just like us to be real that there's a lot that is not fair. And that's kind of the gist of it. So you feel like you're losing, you're doing everything right and still losing out and it's not fair. And I agree. It is not fair that it seems like some people are taking the shorter route. Some people are doing, you're doing everything you were told to do and it's not working out. But 
I just want to clarify that um, there's it is a lie that if you if you do everything right, you can expect to gain um, the results. It just doesn't always work like that. There are people who eat healthy, exercise, and still die of heart attacks. There are people who did not mess up in any way before marriage and are struggling to have kids. There are people that have had several abortions and have kids on the pot of gold. There are people who, in fact, the one that blows my mind, there are babies that have done nothing. They have not done any wild thing and they just get cancer. Like, how? How? Like, Normally, people will say all the things about environmental factors and all of that, or maybe genetics. You're literally just born. You haven't even started living. So all I'm trying to say is that it's not fair. So if that's your issue, that life is not fair, then welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the real world. Life is not fair, and that's just a fact of the matter. But I'm concerned that you are like being so stressed by this. Maybe it's a season because there are seasons where you know you just feel like. Ah, is it only me? Everything feels like the weight of the world feels like it's on my head and all of that. And if it's a season, then it makes sense. But if it's more like you, you're really feeling stressed by this thing, what are you looking at? Are you spending too much time following people who are living immoral lives and you just feel like this is the only way to live? This is the only way. These people are winning. And maybe this is just the way to, to switch to. In that case, switch your focus. Come back to like find people who are... um living the life that you uphold yourself to if you're a christian and you live different it is normal to be different um so find people that are equally different and you feel like you don't feel like a lost person among them you don't feel like the only one who's living right because if you're surrounded by people who are living the same um righteous lifestyle then it doesn't feel as odd to be living good because all of you are living the same way what i'm trying to say is if you're surrounded by people who are doing the um hookup culture and um, are the ones getting husbands and then you're stressed by that like, <sighs> turn your focus come back to find community of people who are living right and things are working for them find people who can encourage you and arm yourself with true knowledge of like okay god this is this is how i'm feeling and i just want to you know rant to you for a second like it's okay to be angry it's okay to feel left out and take that to god but then don't immerse yourself in the world where you feel like i have to become like the world to to really gain the results i want here yeah. i'm trying to say fix your focus fix your focus in the same vein while i'm saying fix your focus i also want to say is there a, is there something that can be learned from the good gonna the pain movement uh, i don't know if it's a movement enough to call it that but like is there something about the shrewdness that can be learnt and used like i'm saying shift your focus on one hand but i'm also saying what can you learn about how people are out here finding spouses that you might be able to apply to your life without trying to be like the world let me let me share where this thinking is from there's this story in luke where um this guy, I think he's the servant, finds out that his boss is about to fire him. And um, he goes to his boss's debtors, people who owe the boss like 800 bushels of barley or something, another one like 1,000 barrels of olive oil. And the one with 1,000 barrels of olive oil says, you owe him 1,000, let's change that to 500. Oh yeah, I paid the 500. The one that owes 800 bushels of weeds or something says let's change that to 600 basically reducing their debt and being like trying to help the master gather the money and um so that and also gain friends so that like he is 
when he gets fired or if he gets fired, he has to put that can, you know, look out for him or something. And he can also like, I guess, impress the master back to see if he can keep his job. Maybe that's part of it. And what's interesting is that this is a parable Jesus is telling. The rich man actually admires the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd, which is so wild. He says, and it is true, this is the part I want to highlight, and it is true that the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than are the children of light. So it is to be expected that some people sometimes do dubious things and appear to be winning. And while we're not supposed to copy the world's standards, um, it shouldn't surprise you that um, there are some things that 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 some people, the people in the world, are shrewd in dealing with the world, basically. Um, so, in the, I also wanted to point out that is there something you can learn from how people are seeming to get coupled up quickly? First of all, are the quality of guys that people are meeting great people? Because you don't know. You don't want to marry just for the sake of marrying, right? You want to marry somebody who is actually into you, who's going to live like you. Because if you turn out, if you're a church person and you go to the club to find a husband, sorry, that's just like the basic example. And the guy is into that lifestyle. He drinks a lot. You're not so much of that. You now want to start changing him after and saying, oh yeah, let's be going to church together. Like, please. You know where you met him. So why are you trying to change him? So don't change your life to meet people and expect them to like then become church people with you. The next thing I wanted to also highlight is one thing you can learn from this people who seem to be getting it easier in the world is, is, is there something about their approach that is transferable? For example, are you even approachable as a person is it hard to get to talk to you? Are you? I'm not going to go into like oh feminine, feminine energy or anything like that. I don't know enough about that. But I'm saying, are you present? Are there enough opportunities in your life to actually meet people? Are you only um, trying to meet people in church, which is only one day a week? So imagine that you're only trying to meet people one day. That's only 52 attempts every year to meet people. Are you like going out more? Are you putting effort into your dressing? Which people in the world do a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm not encouraging you to be like trying to sell yourself, but there's a certain energy that you put out into the world that makes you more approachable or more like it feels like you're closed off or like let's just leave this person alone. Um, and that's one thing I think maybe you can learn. And it ties into this whole idea of wisdom. There are different kinds of wisdom. There is you know, common sense, which is the part that I'm hoping that you can pick up from here. Then there's devilish wisdom, there is godly wisdom, and there's probably another one that I cannot remember right now. Um, Yeah, I can't remember. So the common sense one is what I'm thinking you can just pick up from here. The common sense is if you want to meet more people, you need to create opportunities to actually meet more people. You need to be going out more. You need to let people know that you're interested in meeting people. You need to not be standoffish. I mean, you're a Christian doesn't mean that you cannot be approachable. It doesn't mean that you can have conversation without going, God bless you and stuff like that. And these are like basic things. But really think about what about the approach can you can you um, mimic? Maybe you're not going to be out every night, but maybe you can increase your opportunities of meeting people. Maybe you can say yes more to things you're invited to. Maybe you can... Um, Go out more with your friends when they ask you to go. Maybe you can go out solo more because 
the more you go out by yourself, the more opportunities you're able to give people to actually approach you without having to deal with your friend group and things like that. I'm just saying that as much as you don't want to emulate all of the worldly things in their approach, there is some wisdom to thinking about the common sense approaches that you can apply to your life as well. Now, as a Christian, I want you to remember that you have an upper upper hand. You have the upper hand here because you also have access to godly wisdom. And this is where it comes back full circle to this idea of good girl, no they pay. Maybe it's true that if you're there are faster ways you're doing things if you want to like um not even just in meeting people but like in just getting ahead in life thinking about thinking about it generally there are other ways to probably do things that are faster um you know scam is one way to get money and it's faster but is that the right way to do things absolutely not um but in that sense you will see that they will say probably say good girl no they pay um processing yourself is probably one way that people get people but of course um that's not something you want to you want to live by. It's not something that you can do with a clean conscience. Um, so while that is in some ways a mix of whether sense, street sense and devilish wisdom, you have access to godly wisdom, which we know from the Bible is um, starts from fearing God. Literally, the, uh, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom is a verse in in either the Proverbs or Psalms. I think it might be a proverb. Um, it takes the fear of God to access the wisdom of God. Choosing to do the right thing is by choice and is not by luck. And you see lots of verses in the Bible from Proverbs 9, 10, Psalm 119, 97 to 100. Um, all of them saying that you cannot really access the wisdom of God without the fear of God. And why am I talking about the wisdom of God when I'm talking about finding husband? All things, God cares about all parts of our lives and there is wisdom applicable to all parts of our lives if you're feeling stranded if you're feeling like i don't know what's going on i'm trying everything i'm doing everything and nothing is working and i just feel frustrated that this life of godliness is not paying off um don't expect tangible rewards all the time but make sure you've actually explored um asking god for help so for me one example was i started to feel like i was seeing so many horrible men and even Christian men who are being shady and I had to pray that God can you help me and it dawned on me maybe by revolution maybe by just chilling and going to God in prayer that first of all I don't need all men I just need one man and a prayer point just came bubbling up on my head for God to help me to see and be seen as well so like I could you could be in a place where there are lots of people like people that you could potentially even be getting with and you're not seeing them because you know oh if that's like a brother to me or yeah this one is this person's ex like you know <laughs> all these things in our society that just pretty much put a filter on our eyes and how we see people and the same thing for you as well you may be perceived as ah, this person is standoffish or oh, that one i better go to high maintenance and that was the prayer point that i just started to pray more that as i go out today god help me to see people like you see them, I'm not trying to make everybody husband material because that could be also very stressful to be thinking about everybody as a potential partner. But I'm saying for the right person, help me to be visible and help me to see them as well. Help me not to have a filter through which I'm looking at the world that is not beneficial. Um, and I don't know if that would be something that's necessarily applicable to you, but I'm saying you have access to God. You come back to the idea that God, I trust your ways. God, I trust your timing. God, I trust your word. And start and go back there 
and start to ask, I want to, I want to seek you. I want to do what it is that you would have me do. I want to not be frustrated by this lifestyle of godliness. And I'm asking you for help. Help me to continue without it feeling like a chore and help me to have it pay off. It is my desire to meet somebody and get married. Help me to figure out how to do that. Now, that last point, desire, is important. We're in a world where um, waiting till 30 is actually not that uncommon to get married anymore. It's very not uncommon because education and stability is is open for all. Like You don't need to get married anymore to build a stable life. And this applies to both men and women. So generally, people are marrying later. So this is not a Christian thing. This is just the, the world we're in thing. If you, however, desire to be married, you have to take steps to make it happen for you. Because you can pretty much live a good life while single. If you want to be married, you can't shy away from it. You can't be coy about it. You have to be confident in your desire to be married. It has to come off. Not that everybody you meet is going to be like, ah, I want to marry you. It's that you have to not play down, you know, as you have career goals, have marriage, have not married, like have a goal to meet more people, for example, have a goal to do things this year, this month that move you in the direction of meeting more good quality people. And I'm just saying, don't just assume that it will just happen. You actually might have to take steps towards it. So if you really know that this is a desire for you, do something about it because the world we're in right now, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, reasons why people are not getting married as much anymore. Cohabitation is rising. Um, and again, if this year, if you're about the godly lifestyle, you don't want that. So if you know for sure that you want to marry, do things that move you in that direction. Tell your friends, close friends and family about it so that they can keep an eye out for you as well. And actually make moves that move you in the direction of meeting good people. I want to just end by a real acknowledgement that I hear you. If you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling discouraged, it is normal to have seasons that feel like that. You're not alone, right? You're not alone. You can sit with your habits for a while and say, you know what, I'm going to block certain people that just, um, that are throwing out this lifestyle of, you know, anyhow behavior on the streets. I don't want to be seeing that anymore. So you can, you have, you have the ability to just filter what you're seeing on your, on your social media, in your real life too. If you have people that are just, that their lifestyles are annoying, um, don't block them, but like maybe limit the time you're spending with them so that you don't have to be dealing with that all the time. Um, pray for them, but you can also put some distance between them if it's affecting you, which it sounds like it is. Um, ask God for wisdom. There's literally nothing you cannot ask God for wisdom for. And the Bible itself tells us to ask for wisdom. So it acknowledges that there are times where you are your, you are at your wit's end. You have done everything in your power. You're feeling stressed. You're doing everything right and still feels like you're losing. Ask God for wisdom. God, what am I not seeing here? And go back to the basics of really choosing to believe that God's plan for you is good, that God's way is good, that God's word and his laws are good. If you don't believe that, you will struggle daily. So this is something I am always trying to do as well by spending more time in the word, by by, by growing more. And I don't know how this conversation became <laughs> very much like almost a sermon, but hey, just this is what I feel like I, I had to offer today. Bottom line is turn your eyes towards things that are good. And it just turned out that today's um, verse of the day in in you version which is the bible app is philippians 4 8 and it says and now dear brothers and sisters one final thing 
fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And what better way to leave you then with that verse? So sit with it and figure out how to remove the clutter and fix your eyes on these things that are good. I wish you the very, very best. And I I want to hear back from you in a couple of months, you know, about how things have, have changed. But since this was something that I, I, a question I pulled from, you know, a panel conversation, I know I wouldn't hear back from this person. But if you're listening and this was something that applied to you and you feel encouraged by it, I want to hear from you. You can send me a DM on Instagram at DFOPSY or my personal account, Fopsy the Great. Or write to me, preferably, at dearfopsy.com. Um, just hit the Ask Fopsy tab slash button and you'll be able to reach out to me with any feedback, any questions of your own. And if you prefer to leave me a voice note, um, you can do the same on my website, dearfopsy.com, when you click Ask Fopsy. This has been so great chatting with you. And if you found this enjoyable, definitely share it to your story, share it with a friend, and pass on the message. And final ask is if you're listening on a podcast platform, leave me a review. You can just put the stars or you can write out a lovely note with it as well. And if you're on YouTube, you know how, you know the drill, subscribe, comment, follow, become a part of the squad. All right. Until next time, I'm your host, Fopsy. It's been great chatting with you today.